Hey everyone, it's Tuesday, July 28th, 20 and 20, and you are listening to the debut episode of the MC Gamescast. I am one of your hosts, Mitchell Barrett, and allow me to introduce to you the other host of the MC Gamescast, Charlie Zarsuela. Charlie, what's going on, my dude? Hey everybody, this is going to be a fun time. We're going to have some fun. Uh, yes, we are. A fun time <laughs> had by all. Oh man, we have been so excited to bring you guys this podcast. It's uh we we <laughs> we almost we almost jumped the gun and uh wanted to do it yesterday, but we decided not to. We decided to keep on our schedule. Uh but we're going to have a great time here. Uh we're going to do uh we're going to talk about what we've been playing. We're going to talk some news and then we're going to get into the topic of the day, which is part 1 of our gaming survey, the games of our lives. Charlie made uh, made a list based on uh, based on our uh, music survey that we did a couple weeks ago, and I think it's going to be a good time. It's we're we're going to have a blast, man. We we derived this list out of it was a list that we heard on a sports radio station. Actually, this list has been going around the internet regarding music. And we decided to incorporate it to video games. We love playing video games. And, you know, music is one you know, one thing. But video games is, I, I don't know, I just feel that it is a lot more varied and a lot more broad of a topic. And um, it'll be interesting to see what answers we come up with. Because, um, like I've said, um, you know, a lot of you people know us, but a lot of you don't. Mitch and I have been buddies for about almost 20 years now. Oh, and, God, you know, we, you know, we hang out, we have a great time together, but we don't necessarily see eye to eye on everything. So, no. you and know, we, should, and we, should, we shouldn't <laughs> we see shouldn't. eye to eye on everything. We're going to have our, uh, we're going to have our differences and that's fine. Uh, it'll make for great debates and I can't wait to, to do that. Um, once we get done uh, with that survey, part one, we're going to get into uh, a little bit of mailbag. If you're hanging out in chat here on twitch.tv slash team squad, uh, you can get your questions in for that mailbag and we may answer your question later. Then we're going to end it. We're going to end it with a little scatter shooting. This week is my week for scatter shooting. I can't wait to present that to you guys. It's going to be fun. It's <laughs> going to be little quick hits, uh, little, uh, little news items, a little bit of, uh, kind of quirky news and maybe even a little joke at the end. And then we're going to take the thing out. Uh, but we start every week and we're going to start every week with a little bit of what we've been playing. Uh, just stuff we've been playing in the last week since we last talk, uh, talked, which technically if we're going by the, the podcast, it's from the beginning of time because <laughs> that's the last time. <laughs> uh, but uh, Charlie, why don't you go ahead and get started? Tell me what you've been playing, my dude. Uh, well, before we go into playing, I want to, I want to tell you something. Um, as a dad, my son has been potty training and I think we've gotten past a lot of the major hurdles. Um, as many of you guys know out there, um, we're dads and we don't have much time to game and much of our time is spent with our little ones. And boy, you will come across a point when, you know, you want to become fathers and um, mothers as well, where 
oh man, you're going to hit this huge cliff of this unstoppable force versus the immovable object of trying to teach your kids and wanting to teach your kids how to potty because there's financial savings, there's time savings, Mm -hmm. there's logistical savings that just, it's unimaginable. Like, you know, I I host, um, I have a channel, Charizard 81. I've been playing Cuphead. You know, I'm going to segue into that in just a second, but you know, if you, if of all the, um, the games I've ever played out there and all the bosses I've ever beaten, I've never had a moment of euphoric, just elation. than when my son went to the bathroom, went potty, flushed it, cleaned himself, came back and was like, I'm done daddy. And hell yeah. Hell yeah. Two fists right? straight in the yeah, air. Man. I just, mm. Oh yeah. No, it's great. I, I've done it twice uh, with with my two kids, and when they and and it comes, it it, it really comes kind of out <laughs> of nowhere. Like you, you're sitting there and you're just you're just getting at them. You're trying to get them to do it, trying to get them to do it, and then all of a sudden you're like, man, I don't know when this is going to get done. And then all of a sudden they come back, and they all of a sudden they're like, oh, I, I went, I did it, I did it. They're like people now. I know. <laughs> I don't. I don't know if that's a good thing. Um, I'm being told more, Mitch, in the chat. I don't know if I can give myself more. I'll try to get closer to this microphone. Uh, thank you, Mean Green. Uh, all right, Charlie. What you been playing? Anyway, besides Cuphead. So yeah, I want. I I wanted to get that out of the way first, but yes, I have. I have been playing Cuphead, the 2017 game i mean a lot in a lot of arguments the game of the year available on xbox one pc and switch that game is amazing i mean it it represents all the golden age of cartoons um it's more than just boss rushes like it delivers to you the greatest thrills and the most agonizing defeats that i have ever experienced in games ever like I mean, I've I've played my share of games from all the way back, you know, Super Mario Brothers on the original NES, to God of War, to um, tons of games where the bosses are it seemed to be unassailable, and you, when you just eclipse them and defeat them, just you you find your way around them, you know. Dark Souls is a great example of that right. where you just try and try and try again. You find the the, the way the way through. You know, you and know, you know what it reminds mm-hmm. me of? It reminds me it reminds yeah. me of playing uh Mega Man back in the day. Oh Tr- sure. Trying to find trying to find the right the right uh strategy to beat the robot masters. Uh, trial and, and error. Yeah, trial and error, exactly. And um I, I've been watching your streams. They're very good, by the way. They're fantastic. <laughs> I love watching them. I don't want to play Cuphead. I want to watch you play Cuphead. Um, mm. But but you 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 have this tendency to bang your head against it a little bit, and when you feel like you need to move on and try something else, you do. And I, I feel like Mega Man was kind of the same way. Um, it's and, and it's just so beautiful. Oh my goodness! Yeah, it's the art style of it is it captures everything about the golden age of cartoons to a flawless degree that I've never seen before. 
in gaming period. Mm -hmm. Um, that's, I mean, that's the pinnacle aspect of it. You have the platforming, obviously you have those, um, coin rushes where you go in, you can hone your skills there just by doing a simple platforming level. Um, you have your RPG elements. Do I want the, the split pea shooter? Do I want the boomerang shooter? You know, you, you give a little and you get a little, you know, and it's just, there's a parrying system in this game, which I thought was bananas crazy, but it actually makes a lot of sense in, especially in the hectic, the maniac, oh my God, it's, it's, it's hard to describe the onslaught of obstacles and just <laughs> overwhelming um, everything that is, is thrown at you. Right. And, that and, you need all that. And I think, and I think the thing that strikes me uh, being a viewer of it and not, and not necessarily playing and, and, Obviously, while you're playing, you may not necessarily get a chance to see it. the The care that has gone into the the backgrounds and what the backgrounds are doing while you're fighting these ridiculous bosses, um, just the the how fluid the animation is for both both the gameplay and what's happening in the background. The that hand drawn aspect is so it's just it's so it's it's really is unlike anything we've really seen in gaming like i i can't think of anything else that comes close to that just one um taking a a concept and running with it kind of with the boss rush thing kind of from the gameplay side but also taking a style that's been out of kind of out of vogue for 50 plus years with, with the animation style and making it work and just and and putting it all together to create this, this masterpiece of a game that I don't want to play. <laughs> well, and it's also the juxtaposition of throwing things that nostalgically you have come to love and enjoy with good feelings mm -hmm. and the fact that they are trying to kill you and maim you and destroy you yes. with everything that they could throw at you. Exactly. I've never seen a candy corn more menacing. I've never seen a cupcake that I just wanted to just, you know, take an M16 to, you know, it's, it's, yeah, yeah that game is fantastic. I it's, urge people to play it like, yeah. and I will continue to play it oh, yeah. until it defeats and me or I defeat it. So you, you people should absolutely watch Charlie do this on his stream. It's, it really is fantastic to watch. Not only, not only like the watching him rage is funny. I mean, it just is, <laughs> but also just watching him inch ever closer to defeating those bosses, and then he just has that breakthrough. It's it's this moment that not you know him playing it. It's that sigh of relief, but you also watching it, you kind of feel the same thing. Like I told you the first time that you were playing it, that when you beat the first boss after just going at him forever. Like I'm sitting there fist pumping on my own to nobody. I'm sitting here at home doing just like, who am I doing that to? It, it's, it's really, it's really fantastic. Well, and it's, it's almost like it's an act of attrition because you were just constant. Like you saw me a couple of days ago where it was only my second playthrough. However, the difficulty level just ramps up even harder. Right. And you have to find that flow again. And I honestly was scared. I, I was 
what an hour, hour 15 in. And I'm like, okay, this might not be my night. All of a sudden I reel off every boss, you know, you stepped away, you know, maybe good luck. <laughs> I don't know. Twice. Twice. Yeah. And all of a sudden I'm like, okay, let's do this some more. And it's, and, and that's, what's so engaging about it. Cause when you do find that flow, you don't want to step away. You almost feel bad about stepping away. Cause you know, when you come back, you're going to have to find that, that it again. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. There's <laughs> definitely, there definitely seems to be when you put it down and you come back to it, you have, you have to have that like 10 to 15 minute ramp up of, oh yeah, this is how you play this. This is, or, this is how you play this game. Well, to, to kind of put Man. back in that place. Uh, I love it. Yeah, it's fantastic. That's what I've been playing so far. What? Uh, <laughs> That's one of the games I've been playing. What? What, what else you've been playing? Well, <clears throat> so we on this channel, we purport ourselves that we're mostly going to be playing older games or games that are not of this year. I've actually been playing one game that came out this year. Mm-hmm. As you know, I am a ginormous football fan. I'm not sure how things are going to go with this crazy COVID thing. So I decided to find myself um, a little nostalgia to go along with uh, Cuphead. And on the iOS, um, I discovered this game called Retro Bowl. Okay. If you love Tecmo Bowl, <laughs> which has been often imitated but never duplicated. Which I, which I do love. This it's is great as close to it as you are going to get really? it looks i mean the looks of it it's 8-bit very simple huh. the gameplay you know maybe that's the one shortcoming that it has is that you only really really play the offense mm-hmm. the plays are given to you you have a chance to audible it out so and when i mean, mean that the plays are given to you they're already kind of drawn out on the field kind of like madden so okay. you don't, you know, pick plays. A play is presented to you. You can audible out all you want. You have two choices, obviously, run or pass. If you want to run, you just tap the running back. It's it's kind of like an auto run system, like um, the Mario iOS game. Okay. Super, Mar- Super Mario Run. Sure. And you juke swiping the, the screen up or down. Okay. The passing system, I really, really like again, just for simplicity's reasons, is that it, instead of, you know, picking or choosing the player, you know, based upon a button scheme, you are given um, the opportunity, you, basically you hold down the the screen where the quarterback is and you drag it backwards, which basically co- um, allows for a uh, an arc, a projection arc to show up. So you can float a pass in, you can drill a pass in, you can lead a receiver, you can switch off back and forth. You know, if you're wanting to dump it off, you know, and you see that he's covered, but you see that a receiver, you pull back even further and that you see the projection line go even further down the field, which I kind of like. That's interesting. Because it gives you the, you know, there is this tenseness that you're, while you're looking at all the coverage down the field, the line is doing something. And so you got to kind of keep, um, even though you're, you got the small, you know, you know, iPhone screen, that's what I'm using is iPhone. You're focused a lot on, um, the left side of the screen or the right side or the, you know, one side, but the other side, there's a whole lot of chaos going on. So, you know, your quarterback is literally just standing there. He's a statue. He's Drew Bledsoe. Oh, yes. Um, 
There is a feature though if you want to yeah, no. Sorry. If you want to pass, if if you want to scramble, you actually pass backwards. So you oh. drag the the um, instead of dragging, you know, if you were going left and you drag to the right to pull the pass that way, you would drag towards the play, which you know, physics says that you're gonna throw it backwards. But once you release it, your quarterback just breaks and runs. Hmm. That is that's the default way. I've come to like that way. Um, there is an option to do, you know, the virtual pad on there, but I, you know, I've gotten so used to this. It's just, I mean, it's, it's, it's fun. It's great. And like, honestly, the gameplay is one as is one great aspect about this game. The devil and the details is the other one. I mean, that makes it more than just tech mobile. Just to name a few things, there's player management. You start off with a draft. Oh, the draft. Shit. Okay. I'll yeah. Be, yep. You, you, sold you me. draft, you draft players. These players then become stars. You sign them. You have a salary cap. These players all have stats. Oh, and they have moods. So if you can actually draft a player that can shake up things in your locker room. The TO, the TO of your uh, locker room. Oh, yes. You can sign free agents. There might be an awesome free agent that comes and visits you. You have that option to sign him then and there. However, that you see his mood may be, you know, it goes from like a really, really bright smiley face to a really, really grumpy face. If your team is, say, 10 and 0, mm-hmm. maybe you take the risk and that might be, you know, the key player that, you know, gets you over the hump and stuff. Right. Um, there are no NFL licenses, but this is an NFL. It's got they have all the jersey colors, which they're customizable when, you know, right before you play um, at the matchup screen. Yes, there is a Las Vegas team in this game. Huh, okay. There are injuries in this game that happen during the game as well. There are incidents that happen in between weeks. So you have to decide whether you want to find a player or don't find a player and have to suffer the consequences of either the player being pissed or the locker room, you know, morale being down. So when you're when your Zeke Elliott goes out to the bar and gets arrested i my number one my number one overall draft pick was defensive lineman he got caught in a bar fight and i had to find him because that's that's my line this sounds this sounds excellent i mean there's office i mean there's front office management there's obviously like you know the owner will come and be like hey i i need to meet are you to meet with the board you have to decide whether you're going to meet with your coaches to increase morale or meet with the board and you get these things called coaching credits, which help you improve the stadium, you know, to, yeah. so the fans will like you improve the lock, uh, improve the, um, the, the, the training facility, you know, stuff like that. It's for being such a simple iOS football game. It's multifaceted in a way that I just, and it's, it's free, I think to a point. And then if you want the quote unquote unlimited mode, it's a dollar. Oh, so that's it? okay. Yeah, I thought that's you were, it. I thought you were about to tell me that they're gonna no. they were gonna start hitting you with <laughs> microtransactions to death. There's there are microtransactions to you know if you want to buy more coaching credits because the the free aid the high dollar free agents are can be pretty expensive. Uh-huh. But if you buy the, um buy the game for a dollar, you already get thirty in there, which is plenty enough if you're a good team to spread it around. It's a great game. That sounds cool, retro, man. Yeah, I'm gonna retro. I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna download that right after this podcast. That sounds really oh, yeah. that sounds really neat. Uh anything 
Any other games? That's, Anything else? That's, that's that's those are the main ones. I've been playing other games on the side, but those are the really two that really really stick out. All right. Come well, on. What, what do you got? What do you got for us? All right. Well, so um, I'll uh, I guess what I'll start with is so I'll start with a little bit of history of Call of Duty for me. Um, I liked those first couple of Call of Duties way, way back, the World War II ones. But once they kind of started going modern, I fell off that series. I just didn't, I just didn't care for it. I just, I don't know, my, my, my taste in the type of shooter that I like changed and I just didn't. Just stopped liking it. But I love Call of Duty Warzone. Um, a friend of, <laughs> a fr- yeah, right. A friend of ours, uh, Nico, our good friend, he, uh, he, he told me that I should download it and play, uh, it's a, it's, it's a mode called plunder. And what it is, is, um, it's not your typical battle royale. Basically what it is, is that you and up to three other squad mates, the whole point is to collect as much cash as possible. You can find cash on the ground. You can find it in little chests. Um, you can finish uh, contracts that you can find laying around, such as hold a certain, um, like a certain point or uh, uh, target a specific player. Um, or you can collect cash off of people that you kill. And... Once you once the first team hits a million, you go into a three minute overtime, and whoever has the most cash at the end of that three minute overtime wins the match. Um, <clears throat> so the, I I think the reason why I like it is that Warzone the battle royale for me it's 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 a little too high skilled for me. I'm just I just I, I'm not a Call of Duty person, so. Just going in there and trying to suss through a hundred other people, trying to kill a bunch of them, that's just not... I mean, I, I want to keep trying, but I'm just not going to get there. So it's that combination of searching and taking out people and strategies of, okay, do you hold the money or do you put it in a bank? You could put it into a bank where it where it locks in that amount so you can't lose it. Because when you die, you lose a third of your money. So if you're hold, if you're holding, I mean if you're holding, which this has happened, if you if you're holding five hundred thousand dollars, yeah, you lose close to two hundred thousand of it, and mm. um, it's I don't know, it's just it it I've started to get the shooting down in that game, and I completely understand why people really swear by that series. Um, so it's kind of the only thing that I really have been playing the last probably. Four or five days, um, but the uh, so yeah, I love it. It's free, uh, so free is good. <laughs> free is good. It's fantastic. Um, it, it has it has where you can unlock uh, attachments for your guns and things like that. You can level up guns, so it's got that stuff. Um, the other game that I've been playing, this is actually a game that came out this year too. Um, it's uh, called Crosscode, and Crosscode is a 16-bit uh, era-looking action RPG, kind of in the vein of Legend of Zelda, uh, Secret of Mana, um, 
and, and kind of the games like that. And so kind of the, the basic story is, is that um, you are in a, an MMORPG world. And you're trying to figure out the secret of the ancients, whatever the hell that means. I mean, I'm not that I'm not far enough to know what that is. So one one, it looks fantastic. I mean, it, it just it just evokes that 16 bit era. Uh, the music is just so fantastic. It's it's you know, you know, you know who um, you know, who helped develop it. The same group that made Stardew Valley. Oh, OK. Um, which. That's a pretty good game. Yeah, it's uh, maybe more on that. In a <laughs> I've <little> heard. Bit. <laughs> maybe maybe more on that in a little bit. But um, the uh, the thing that really captured me, aside from it just being you know feeling like a good game, is so I used to be an MMO guy. Like I used to play World of Warcraft. I used to play you know games like that back in the Guild Wars, even EverQuest, um, things like that. And this game with its story in the world that it's created, it feels there's the, there's these, these MMORPG tropes that really hit home. Like, Oh, when someone's going to join your party, you have to actually go invite them to your party. You, you can, you can, and you can, and at some point that opens up to where you can uh, make those choices on the fly. You're going to have a list of characters and you're going to be able to invite them. Um, you know, just the dialogue talking, you know, it just has that MMO feel. Um, and there's something there's something about that nostalgia that really, really hits uh, for me that I'm really liking. Um, I've played probably about five hours of it. Um, I'm going to keep playing it. I think it's fantastic. Um, when this come out? This came out earlier this year. I think it came out in February okay. or March. It's uh, it's on Game Pass, uh, both PC and Xbox Game Pass. Um, it's on. I think it's on everything: Switch, PS4, uh, all. Uh, I, you know, I, I think it's on everything. It's it's really good. Um, yeah, and I, I uh, you know, just the, the usuals. Rocket League, that game. Uh, you you played with us last night. Um, that game. That game continues <laughs> to be great. It's um, great. Rocksmith, <laughs> slapping the bass on Rocksmith 2014. And that's that's really about it. Um, you had mentioned something on our uh, episode zero podcast that you wanted uh, wanted us to kind of talk about, um, and that's a uh, Yakuza Zero. Yeah, you uh, you had talked about uh, if uh, since I've played some of it, you were wondering if it's something you should get into. So you had mentioned that you had played uh, Yakuza Kiwami. Mm -hmm. Well, I have it. You have it. Yeah. Um, so I'm trying to think of the best way to describe. It was a PS Plus like free game. Sure. Yeah, that's right. I think not too long ago. Um, so Yakuza is a semi-open world um, uh, kind of beat-em-up style uh, game that, that is set in the 1980s in uh, Japan. Like, uh, like Final Fight? Uh, well, I mean, to, I mean, yes, but I mean, I, I it, like a brawler style, <clears throat> like there's no, there's no guns. You basically all, your, okay. all your fights are, are, you know, martial arts hand -hand. And, and hand to hand combat. Okay. So you're, you, 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 you star as, uh, Kiryu, 
who is a who is a young uh new um recruit for the underground i guess it's not even underground it's the yakuza basically it's the mob in japan and you are framed for uh the murder of a gentleman that um had ties to a building that that the yakuza want to buy so they can solidify their stronghold and okay. so um i the thing that i really like about yakuza is one it plays really well like the fighting that there's multiple stances uh of fighting um it's really um real stylish the fighting um it's not overly difficult the boss fights are obviously more difficult but it, it's it's um it's not too um too much to overcome um as you as you fight you build up um uh meters that allow you to do special moves um but the thing that really gets me is, is kind of two things one it's the it's the look at 80s japan I am I'm fascinated with Japan. I want to go to Japan. Like that's my that's my dream. Oh yeah. That's my dream destination. I really want to go. <laughs> and this is a really good look at that. And then <clears throat> on top of that, it's everything else around it. It's all the little things. You go in you can go and do karaoke at a karaoke bar and you can actually do the karaoke and it is over the top <laughs> and it's you do you you're forced to do forced. I say forced. But you, you're 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 forced to do a uh, a karaoke round pretty early in the game, and you're like, okay, let's just get this over with. And it turns into one of the most amazing things you will ever see. It's so good. And then they've got arcades you can go into and play old school uh, Sega games. Uh, you know, well, I'll uh, be stuck there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> is Altered it's, Beast it, there? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it is. I guarantee you, it is. if it's if it was made by Sega, Golden then, X. Um, uh the um the Alex humor the, the 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 humor in the game is so fantastic like it, it's really sharply written so okay. to answer your question yes you should play Accuser zero um i think you will like it a lot i think you're i think it 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 will one it will it will hit the the japan aspect especially the the 80s uh style of japan but also, um, uh, it plays really well, and I think because I'm Asian. Uh, <laughs> all right, uh, people, let's uh, let's look. Thirty minutes in, thirty minutes in the first part podcast. Charlie already derailed. No, um, no, you should absolutely play. It's fantastic. No oh, man, sounds uh, sounds like a good time. You you convinced me. Yeah, you I'm, should, and I, you should play that out. one first. Yakuza Zero is the is the first one in the story. Um, so I would I would definitely uh, get on that, and ladies and gentlemen, that is what we have been playing. Um, and now Some good games, yeah. And now it's time for the news. How about that? Nice little sounder to get us started. And <laughs> to start us off, Charlie, why don't you hit us with the first bit of news of the week? Well, we got a couple things. Uh, we want to do a little memoriam for G4 News, you know, 2002 to 2014. Oh, wait. 
<laughs> it's back, baby. So apparently, yeah, that sucker. Boy, we we are bringing everything back out of the ground. Come on, let's you know, let's let's put in the, the fourth uh, season of Heroes while we're at it. You know, let's do Man, this. Uh, you know, some things don't need to come back. Man, I remember watching this thing and it being a huge time suck, you know, just at the apartment and watch Chief, you know, G4, obviously, but X-Play, Attack of the Show, mm-hmm. uh, got Code, will they bring back Code Monkeys? <laughs> I, w- I mean, look, Those were look, the most sarcastic, ridiculous cartoons and I loved it. I wish they would bring back Code Monkeys. No joke, Code Monkeys is a top five animated show for me. I love code monkeys um yeah so the the g4 account on twitter puts out this little video it's kind of cryptic and says in 2021 they're back i wonder i wonder if that means it's coming back to television or is it going to be an internet only show i or you know an internet channel Gosh, I, I mean, that... it could be an internet. It could be its own. It seems like Netflix is just acquiring everything. Doesn't it? Doesn't it feel um, like? Doesn't it feel like this is not your typical television? Like it's not going to be on cable. Like I feel like this is going to be. Yeah, it's going to go like on a Netflix or 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 on its own internet channel. Um, it's hard to say because the structure is changing so much right now. Yeah. I mean, just the fact that like they're they've already put it out there that, you know, they put a date or well, not a hard date, but they've uh, framed it for 2021. Mm-hmm. I guess it's just a wait and see kind of thing. I mean, the fact that, you know, G4 hasn't really been spoken of in six years. Right. <laughs> I yeah. mean, this was pre Big YouTube, pre-Twitch. I mean, remember names like Adam Sessler, Kevin Pereira, Morgan Morgan Webb. Webb. And you wonder if those people, if you wonder if those people will be back too. Like, are they going to bring back X-Play with Sessler and Morgan Webb? Like, is that, or is it going to be a new age of, a new age of, of host? I I mean, I would think so. I mean, I've heard, and like, I saw this Sessler's um, not doing anything these days. (laughs) Well, I mean, like, they're, they're the other names. Uh, Jessica Chobot. Yeah, uh, Olivia Munn, um, Will Wheaton, Chris Hardwick was on there, and oh, yeah. they're doing. Giant you know, they're doing. Their Jeff Gerstmann now. was on there. So, yeah, um, but I did see this today that WWE's Xavier Woods, um, he's this. campaigned to host his own show. I would watch and it too. That dude's amazing. I, I'll be a day one P one. Up, so. up, down, down on YouTube. <laughs> that guy's amazing. He's he's a he's a fantastic follow on Twitter too. Um, I mean, shout out to you. He's a wrestler, and yeah, like it's a he's a gamer also. Yeah, <laughs> that's for you, Ryan. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, man. I'm I'm excited. I I I was a P one of uh of G four back in the day. Kind of fell off of it towards the end because people started kind of leaving, and the formats kind of changed. And that, was that the one? Was that the network that turned into Spike? I think so. I know that UFC, I want to say either UFC and or WWE were inquiring about it in like 2012 to acquire it. And then right. there was a whole bunch of rabble arousing around it. So it sure. might have been. Sure. Well, that's fantastic. Uh, next story here. So uh, one of my favorite video game series of, uh, of, of old was the Japanese RPG series Suikoden. 
uh, made uh, it was it was uh, published uh, by Konami back in the day. It uh, uh, the first two uh, Suikoden's are two of my favorite just video games of all time. I love them. Well, Konami really doesn't exist in the way that it used to anymore. Hideo Kojima is not there anymore. He's not making Metal Gear games. Uh, Castlevania people are gone. They're making their own stuff with that Bloodstained series. Uh, but uh, on Friday, uh, the developer, some of the lead developers of the Suikoden series announced a Kickstarter for a spiritual successor to Suikoden. Uh, the game is going to be called, and I'm going to, maybe I'll, I might, I might butcher this. I think it's called Iodin Chronicles or Iodin, uh, Iodin Chronicles, hundred heroes. And the hundred heroes thing is actually the big point about this, because in the Suikoden series, the, the thing that, uh, really set it, set it, set it apart from other RPGs is that you could recruit 100 they were called they were called stars and they were they were <clears throat> they were characters playable characters that had their own personalities dialogue their own um skills and so you know the big thing about that game was let's collect all 100 stars that's how you 100 percent the game and and all that so it, is, it appears that they're going to be doing the same they put out a little trailer kind of a concept of it uh, on their kickstarter and they were uh, they were going for a goal of five hundred thousand dollars for a PC version. So this morning, uh, yesterday, uh, Monday, the twenty seventh, they launched the Kickstarter. Well, in two hours, they broke five hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> so they had a secondary. Can we do that here? All right, all right. So they had a secondary goal of of an additional five hundred thousand dollars to a, so to get to a million dollars, and then they they announced that they would do a uh, console version for the next generation of consoles, PS5 and Xbox Series X. Well, within hours, they had broken that. And as of this recording, they have already, they have already uh, raised nearly $2 million for, uh, for this new game. Um, so one, 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 I'm excited for this. I again, this is one of my favorite game series of all time. It, it's such wow. a, it's very Japan. I mean, again, it's it's it, we go back to games that are set kind of very much in Japan. This is definitely you another love one. Japan. I love it, man. I love it. <laughs> no wonder I like you so much. <laughs> um, but Once the, you go Asian. That's right. Um, <laughs> but the um, the. I'm excited that this, th what this shows is that there's very much interest in this style of RPG still. You have six characters that you play. It's turn-based, um, uh, you know, kind of basically. Uh, it, but what it looks like, it looks like this nostalgia trip from the mid-90s, the PS1 era. And it's, um, I'm very excited. I think it's going to, I think it's cool. Um, it won't be out till 2022, so I got a long time. Um, so if you are big into Suikoden, rejoice, because we got a spiritual successor. Charlie, what's next? I mean, yeah, it sounds like there's a massive demand. Seriously, they got $2 million yeah, already, they, so. They still have 30 more days <clears throat> left in the, uh, in the, in the Kickstarter. Gosh, well, next up, so, uh, you know, with the PS5 and the 
Xbox Series X looks like we're going to have to forfeit another extra $10 for every video game that you got to buy, you know. Put away those uh, the monies for those uh, combo meals. I mean, they're just going to be 70 bucks. Oh, wait. <laughs> Ubisoft has announced that, you know, that their their first wave of next-gen games is going to be $60. So pretty much Assassin's Creed Valhalla and Watch Dogs, the next Watch Dogs installment, 60 bucks. So right. I'm looking forward to Assassin's Creed. I'm, I'm in the middle, in the midst of, gosh, starting the Assassin's Creed Origins game. Um, it's been... I wouldn't say it's been a hurdle. It's just I had just finished um, the Uncharted trilogy. And honestly, I guess when I took a bite out of the Assassin's Creed Origins trilogy, I, Origins game, I didn't I wasn't ready yet for that type of meal. I was just, you know, let, let's digest this a little bit first. And it's still sitting there. You know, it's still sitting in my console ready to be played. Um, however, um, so I did look this up regarding this uh you know, um, $10 hike for the other games. Um, so the last time they did a, a $10 hike was in, um, 2015. Um, no, I'm sorry, 2005, mm-hmm. 15 years ago. If you adjust for inflation, the price for the games, it, it we should be paying $77 for games. Yeah. So technically, we, we we're, were still due. ahead. We were due, we were due for a pricing. <laughs> yeah, we were due. And this was kind of off the heels of of 2K announcing that the next gen version of NBA 2K21 was going to be seventy dollars. Um, yeah. And they're not the only ones that have said that they are either going to make it seventy or are talking about it. And also, Ubisoft also said that this is just the first wave of their games. Um, yeah. that are going to be that now that that probably what that means is that we get into 2021 and 22 we'll probably start seeing all of those games um go I'm wondering to, if to since we have all this economic upheaval if other companies will decide hey let's give a um extend a right let's wait a olive little bit. branch to the gamers and say hey let's keep it as is i mean 2k, you know. 2K didn't they're just like nah son you're paying more <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know i mean oh man yeah I, it, was, top, it, was, but... it was gonna happen because like you said it's been 15 years it's been two generations since we've had since we've had yeah. this uh, a raise in prices and it, it was gonna happen and and that's fine i mean that's 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 how like, we, we still don't even know how much the consoles are gonna be yet um but let's uh, let's keep it rolling here. Uh, yep. We talked about Rocket League earlier. Uh, Rocket League's going free to play later this summer. Um, you know, it was kind of a matter of time before they did go to free to play. Um, they it appears that their battle pass or um, whatever they call it on that the, the the battle pass that they that they offer has been very successful for them, and so. You know, with the game being five years old, this feels like the right time for them to do that. Um, God, it's been five years. Yeah. In addition, <laughs> in addition to that, um, the game is already uh, cross-play. You can play with anybody on any console or PC. But they're also going to, and this is this is actually really nice. Um, they're gonna have they're gonna finally start supporting cross-platform save. So all you you can have one account for any of your uh, for for any of the consoles oh. that you have. So you won't. 
you won't have to have multiple accounts because I've got one on PS4 um, that is old and has a bunch of stuff, and <laughs> I, play, I play primarily on my, my Xbox One. Uh, so nice to have everything in one central place. Um, also, it's leaving Steam, and it's going to be exclusive to the Epic Game Store. Um, uh, Epic Epic Games, the Epic Game Store mm. is really starting to make a push, and they're doing a lot of really good things. Um, and the, you know, it, it's, uh, we're starting to see a lot of those exclusives for the Epic Game Store. Um, and, and games that are actually old that are leaving the Steam page and going to Epic. So it's, it's, um, that's a whole, that's a whole other thing. Um, Charlie, why don't we, uh, why don't we go ahead and your next story here? Why don't we save that for new releases? Okay. Uh, Because we we need to, we need to get into this Xbox (laughs) showcase that happened last Thursday. Uh, Microsoft came out and for about an hour or so, they did an E3 style, um, showcase of games that are primarily coming out for the Xbox Series X. Now, I, what I should say is that a lot of them are also coming to Xbox One, and uh, they showed their big ticket items. They showed Halo Infinite, State of Decay Three, um, Everwild was another one that kind of caught your eye. So I thought we might talk a little bit about uh, kind of specifics, starting with Halo Infinite. That was kind of the big one. Um, for me, Halo became very stagnant after Halo 3. Like, Halo 3 is one of my favorite shooters of all time. But after that, I kind of fell off. Halo Reach, uh, ODST, you know, I didn't play 4 or 5. Never been this, a Halo man. Yeah, this looks really interesting because it looks like they're finally taking the game more open world. Uh, kind of, you can, you can pick up quests, including um, side quests and things like that. And one, it looks fantastic. I mean, look, next gen games look really good. They look fantastic now. Um, and but does it still look like? I mean, hey, it looks good. <clears throat> Maybe it's just the fact that I've seen, and we both shared our opinions with each other regarding Red Dead, God of War, the The Last of Us, the second Last of Us. Mm-hmm. They're just. Maybe it's just I don't know. To me, it just seems like I don't. I think Halo, it's gotten better, but to me, I don't. I don't see. Maybe you're seeing something that I'm not. So that I'm just like so it still looks like Halo to me. So it and maybe does, I, it does look like Halo. It's a Halo. Okay. It's a Halo ass Halo game. To, <laughs> to, cur- to curb a quote from uh, from a great man, um, it, 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 it's gonna be Halo. I think I think what it I think the the thing that kind of piques my interest is that it looks like that they are char- they're they're at least attempting to expand on the Halo concept of okay you got all these same ass guns that you always had go shoot those aliens and they're trying to expand upon that with with both gameplay and with the with the the style of the game, like I said, the more open world um, uh, feel to it. Um, okay, that's not to say that I'm ready for Halo Infinite. I I don't I, you know I don't know. It's um, the like I said, I kind of fell off of Halo a long time ago. Like I said, Halo Three is a fantastic game. It's a fantastic uh, co op game. 
Um, it's it's a it's very good, but Halo feels like from a past time. Sure. And I don't know if a if a new if a new coat of paint is enough for me to get back into Halo. Um, you know, and that kind of brings us to the next game, State of Decay 2 or 3. So I I played State of, I I've been playing a little bit of State of Decay 2 not too recently, but we had uh, a friend of mine um, and I had been playing it and like I, you should play State of Decay too. It's totally your game. It's your, I'm surprised that I'm like, why has this not been within you, the scope you, of my you, uh, you lo- you <laughs> my lo- gaming? Yeah, you love you love zombie shit. You love survival <laughs> shit. You <clears throat> like you like uh, uh, upkeep shit in that kind of thing. Okay. You should get on. A, you should get on State of Decay too. Okay. And so they announced State of Decay three. They didn't show do much. Do the weapons of it. deteriorate though? They absolutely do. Oh, they absolutely do. Of course they do. So how? Okay, so I'm trying to equate a game that I played. Is this kind of like Undying Light? Um, in a way, yes. Um, it's uh, is there parkour? No, it's much more grounded than uh, a Dying Light. Um, (laughs) it's it's a lot of okay. We really need to get these supplies from this warehouse. That's over on the other side of this area. We need it now, but it's one o'clock in the morning and it's super dark. Of course it's one o'clock in the morning. You know, it can't be so, two in so, the afternoon. Right. And so you, <laughs> you have to make decisions. Um, you have multiple characters you could choose from uh, to uh, play with and have as your co-op companion. It is co-op. It's actually four player co-op online. Oh. Um, but uh, yeah, they announced that they are making a sequel to to that. I believe it said it was twenty twenty one. It's uh, it's it's right up your alley. I think you you would really like State of Decay, and I, I people are very excited that they're continuing uh, that series. Um, Charlie, we're you, all you, in a state of decay right now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, that's another thing is that it's totally uh, state of, it's, they might as well call it State of Decay twenty twenty because that's. You know, <laughs> But that's here, neither here nor there. Now, Charlie, Fighting you, the you, COVID. you seem to uh, the the game Everwild seemed to pique your interest. Yeah, and when I, it, I think of all the minuets that they showed, this is the one that I was I kind of gravitated toward. Mm-hmm. You know, Halo is Halo. I was unawares of state of decay three and that just you know kicked me in the head excuse me everwild looks like something different it looks it looks really really nice and then i mean fable you know we'll get to that too but you know it was you know give me more i mean i played a good amount of fable but again i hate having this shown this nice bauble right in front of me not to uh you know, brush aside Everwild. Everwild looks awesome, but um, I guess I, I just really want to get to like why you are excited about that little fable piece because so, I, I want it. I want it too. But okay, so you know, here, here, I'm, here's I'm cautiously optimistic. <laughs> so here's here's the thing that <clears throat> that that very short video 
All that was was a, hey, we've got one more thing for you. Here's a yeah. title card. I love Fable 3, depending on the day, is a top five game for me of all time. I love Fable 3. And um, ever since I Some finished... Fable 2 is better. Well, they're wrong. Um, <laughs> I'm just saying. Fable 3 is... It's, that's, that's, it's good. No, it's, I, no, I like Fable 3 a lot. So, that was actually the first one I... Yeah, so um, just the... Like the trailer, yeah. The trailer, it's just oh, hey, there's it's it's the fable guy talking, and it's funny, and the the little fairy gets squished or eaten by the frog. Oh, that's fable. I, 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 the thing I was watching, they said, I'm surprised there's not a fart in there somewhere because that's just that's fable. Um, but knowing that they are actually making a fable makes me very happy. Again, who knows? That thing's that thing is at least two years away. It's, uh, it, but Turn I'm mean, the I, chicken chaser. Yeah, I, yeah, oh God, oh. I might, have, <laughs> I, I, I might have to play Fable Three again. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a, it's a, um, yeah, it, it's, it, it, it's just, it's one of those games where when, you, when, for me, when you see the title, it gives me good feelings and it, it, it makes me want it with sight unseen. Now we'll see. Who knows? Wow. Um, you know. Uh, but yeah, so we'll see about that. Now, one of the big things that that did come from this the showcase is that they talked a lot, at, especially at the beginning, that all of the games that are coming out are going to be on Game Pass and have that smart delivery, which the smart delivery is they're going to be available on both Xbox 360 and uh, Xbox Series X. If you buy the Xbox One version, you can, for free upgrade to the series x version at no extra cost it's free and so oh, man and so expensive christmas it's, and so <laughs> i kind of wanted to talk a little bit about um kind of the state of of where where the consoles are going and kind of specifically the on the the xbox side because to be honest when it comes to this style of Game Pass and the smart delivery. Sony just doesn't really have anything. They they've got sure. PlayStation now, but I mean, honestly, it's not it's not anywhere near what Game Pass is. I think what we're going to start to see here, and Sony will get there too, is when we get into this new generation, Game Pass and whatever Sony does, that's going to be, be that's going to start becoming the way you play games, the Netflix style of you pay your. 15, you know, 10, 15, 20 dollars a month, and then you just pick what games you want to play, and you can either you can either stream them from the cloud or you can download them directly to your hard drive. Um, to me, Game Pass is the is the um, one of the the best, I guess, cost to 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 like bang bang hype to cost. That, that gaming off bang for your buck bang for your buck that's yes thank you that's where I was, that's where I, was <laughs> I was trying to get there I was I was almost there no it is it is the biggest bang for your buck because you you pay I pay fifteen dollars a month and I get Xbox Game Pass PC Game Pass and Xbox Live Gold is and GameFly still around GameFly is still around okay. I don't know how but it I don't is. hear much about it you shouldn't I don't think anybody really uses it but um sure. but you get hundreds of games to choose from 
and sure. all of all of Microsoft's first party games immediately come to Game Pass the day they are released, and a lot more ge- third party games are starting to do that too. That's where I found Crosscode. Um, I have found so many really good games with it, and what they're also doing with the smart delivery is a very smart thing on their part. They're they're saying, hey, we know there's games that are going to be coming out on Xbox One that are also coming to next gen consoles, but you may not want to wait. So you purchase Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Well, it comes out on Series X two months later. You buy Series X. You you immediately it immediately downloads that Series X version to your hard drive, and you get the best available version of that game. Oh wow! So I think it's I think it's I think what Microsoft is doing now. First party titles have been a huge almost a waste for Microsoft in this generation. Sony has whipped their ass. They just have. Yeah. They've not been very inventive regarding like their new IPs. You're talking, you're talking about, you're talking about with Sony just in the last couple of years, the God, the God of war reboot, the Spider-Man reboot, your last of us, uh, Charlie, I'm going to let you say it. Cause I don't know. I guess apparently the ghost of Tsushima, 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 they that are, I mean, they are um, they are putting out Horizon. Yeah, Horizon. Like I mean, the whole entire generation. They have they have whipped their butt. They have whipped Microsoft's mm-hmm. butt on that stuff. And you they're know. going back to Halo again. Yeah, and they put out a new <laughs> Gears of War. And I mean, look, people like uh, those games. That's fine, but you know, and and the games that they have put out that that are kind of new things. They've kind of fallen flat. Your Sea of Thieves. Sea of Thieves is fine. But it fell flat. Like these, some of these games that they've put out, that even when they've kind of taken a little bit of a chance, haven't really just really haven't made it. Um, so it's good to see them for this coming generation, kind of asserting themselves as okay. This this here is the standard instead of oh Sony kind of whipped our butt, and Sony's going to whip our butt again. So maybe we're going to have an even more competitive generation coming up, which which means better stuff for everybody. So. Um, yeah, that's uh, that was the showcase. The showcase. It's fun. Uh, it, it, I, it's been fun having some of these uh, kind of E three style shows with us being kind of in quarantine and things like that. Um, and we will wrap up the news with new releases of the week. And Charlie, I'm going to let you announce the first new release of the week because I know you've been champing at the bit. I mean, I'm excited because. It's not really a new release, but when I found this out today, I was so happy for people who just own PlayStations. You know, the game Cuphead, which I've been playing um, and streaming on Twitch, Charizard81, through my Steam account, through my Steam purchase. It is now available on the Stony PlayStation Store now. Like, I could not believe. I literally was just looking up, you know, some research. And apparently there was a leak and there were several um, media sources saying that it was imminent and the fact that it literally just came out today and it's on sale for 1999. So you can have your headaches and your heartaches and, you know, um, beat your head on the wall, trying to beat these, uh, golden age cartoons through the PlayStation. Now, it was it's, the it's, it was the only console that had not received Cuphead because yeah, the Switch got it. Was, it. Yeah, the Switch got it. It came out on Xbox. It came out on Steam, and mm-hmm. 
yeah, it's I'm I'm happy. That's like, fantastic. For people. Yeah, I mean, hey, it's just another place for some for people to play a fantastic game. Yes. Um, in addition to Cuphead on PS4 today, that uh, Destroy All Humans remake came out today. Um, Destroy All Humans was a PS2 original Xbox uh, third person kind of open world game where you played as an alien. Um, I did not like Destroy All Humans. Um, I, I don't know. I, I just, it, I, I fell off of it very quickly. Um, but they announced that they were going to do a full ground up remake of that. And that comes out today. It's on PS4, Xbox one and PC today. Um, also out today on Xbox one and PC, uh, early access grounded also on game pass. Um, grounded, you were I, talking I, things about that game. Yeah, I, I I told Charlie that this is basically Honey I Shrunk the Kids the video game. <laughs> you play uh, you play as a child. You can have four player co op online or offline, and you can play up to four with four people. And you are basically a miniaturized version of a child, and you have to make your way back home. You're in the middle of this yard, and you have to make. It's kind of a. Um, you know what? It also it's kind of like it's basically like State of Decay, but you know a little bit. More, <laughs> it all comes back to State of Decay. It all comes back, and so you you have to you have to gather resources, you have to build bases that can protect you from the elements and uh, what to you are very large insect creatures, and um, yeah, and and again, th- this is just another one of those games that is coming out on game pass day of release and I've got it downloaded and I'm going to, I'm going to give that, I, I'll have a report on it next week. Uh, nice. Charlie, why don't you give us his final release of the week? Well, uh, Yakuza Kiwami two is coming out on the Xbox one and will be on game pass on Thursday, July 30th. Again, I have this game. It is the game that makes me look into the Yakuza series with much interest. Hell yes. But I didn't want to play it because I did not know. Again, I'm Mitch knows this, that I like to start things from stem to stern, from Adam to uh, Revelations. And I hate starting them in the middle. The only thing that I've ever really enjoyed starting in the middle was uh, the original Star Wars series. Right. In fact, it is still the best trilogy of that trilogy trilogy. Oh, yeah. But that's why, what you know. What about the prequels, um, man? <laughs> they have their place. But, yeah, yeah Yakuza Kiwami 2, Xbox One and Game Pass, Thursday, July 30th. That yeah, is that's, that's exciting. Easy. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, that's been, that the people have been, uh, so Game Pass on Twitter will every now and then post what they're putting on Game Pass and, Every week that uh, Yakuza is not on that list, everybody in the reply is like, "Well, what about Yakuza Kiwami? What about this?" Well, it, it's it's and it got to it got to the point to where it was like, "I hope they never announce it." And just every week they're having to say it, and they just never get it. But good for them. I'm glad. I'm glad that people got what they want. Game Pass continues to be the best value in gaming. All right, folks, and that is the news of the week. It is now time for the topic of the show. This is the main part of the show, and this week we are going to be doing part one of our gaming survey, The Games of Our Lives. 
Um, lives, 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 lives. lives. <laughs> and so we're just gonna we're gonna go through this list. Charlie and I have both done this, and we're gonna go back and forth. Um, we're probably gonna go ahead and do the first. We've we've there's 18 total questions, and I believe we're gonna do the first six today. So this will be a three part series. I'm kind of looking at the time here. Um, but uh, why don't we? What we're gonna do is we're gonna get we're gonna get the negative stuff out of the way. <laughs> and we are going to we are going to start with the mother of them all. We're going to go with the game that you hate. Charlie, why don't you go ahead and start us off? Okay, I will first preface this with saying that I love video games. It takes a lot for me to hate a video game. Uh-huh. Um sometimes though to say that you hate a game does not necessarily mean that the game is completely atrocious. Sure. It is garbage. It is sometimes it is very contextual. Okay. And again, so the rules for this particular survey were that we had to pick a game and that game could not be repeated amongst the other categories. No matter the category cannot have repeats. So the game that I hate is Mass Effect 3. Okay. All right. So so wait, hold on. Before before <laughs> we go there. Before we go there. I need you to tell me now if you're going to spoil the end of Mass Effect 3. No. Well, I won't say I won't say what the end is. Okay, cuz I I still plan on finishing Mass Effect 3 <laughs> one day. All right, go ahead. I'm sorry. I won't say what the ending is. However, <clears throat> so Mass Effect 1, <laughs> getting on this soapbox, Mass Effect 1 was this introductory introduction to a new world. It was Bioware doing what Bioware does best. It was the RPG, the role-playing game in space. It was the space opera that everyone really, really was begging for. You know, we had KOTOR prior to um and then this game came and introduced us to all these new characters that we enjoyed the ride with and it was fun. Well, and they just came off of Dragon Age as well, so we knew that they were going to yes, be able to Dragon make it, they were going to be able to make a very very good RPG. Correct. With Mass Effect 2, which is arguably one of the greatest games in that generation. Agreed. It upped the ante even more. It also incorporated more of an action third-person shooter, or at the time, you know, um, over-the-shoulder shooting was literally at its peak. You had this game, you had God of War, or not God of War, uh, Gears of War also right. that was and, bringing it and into... Let's be, uh, sorry, let's be honest. Mass Effect, Mass Effect 1 <clears throat> did not play well. It's a, it's, no. it, it, it's, especially after you play Mass Effect 2. It's a fantastic yeah. game. I love Mass Effect. I, I, I won't talk shit about Mass Effect aside from saying that it's not a, it's not a good playing game. But Mass yes. Effect 2 takes this to this next level where it was just like, wait, you made, you made that one back there and now you have this? This is yes. not even the same game. It took all the good things from Mass Effect 2 or Mass Effect 1 and made it better. It took all the bad things from Mass Effect 1 and made them good. And that's why Mass Effect 2 is a great game. One of the best. Mass Effect 3 was the first game that I've 
I think actually it's the only game that I've actually actually gone to a midnight release for. I went to. Tell, um, me, t- tell me, was that one? I, I went to Ed, uh, what's his name? Edgar uh, Renteria. Edgar, Edgar, Edgar Renteria's GameStop. You know, <laughs> we, we say that because <laughs> the owner looked like Edgar Renteria. It was crazy. There's it was a, uncanny. You realize there's one person that understands that joke, <laughs> and he may not even be in the chat right now. I know, but that was the first time I went to a midnight release because I was so excited. I even like took the next day off to play this game. I enjoyed this game i will say that right now however what this game did and what i expected of it how perhaps my expectations of this game were so inflated that it just could never be um i could never be appeased however it took everything that you did in mass effect 2 and just kind of shoved it aside to the point where they were literally like bit you made all these relationships you did performed all these acts of gallant tree and you did the right steps to making sure that the right people that everyone survived that you know the very very end of the game and then all of a sudden you're put into mass effect 3 with which you know shit is hitting the fan the you know the Reapers are all here and they are bringing a host of new collectors along with them. However, I, it just, to me, that game felt like EA decided to take their grubby little hands and fuck with the game to a point where it was no longer mass effect. It had become an amalgamism of what it was prior to. I enjoyed that game for its RPG RPG aspect and the fact that it had started to become an action third person shooting game, but I did not want it to become what it eventually became. Yeah, and and it really kind of jump started. I can't hear you, buddy. Oops. Oh. It really kind of jump started um, <laughs> the. <clears throat> I don't want to say the downfall of EA, but it, it really no, no, no. it really kind of started that kind of downward slope for EA where, you know, then they do Andromeda and it's just hot garbage and and it's broken and I mean Bioware, but also but EA is a part of that. And then all of the the um loot boxes stuff and all the Star Wars stuff and up until the previous Star Wars game that came out last year, Fallen Jedi was called like the star wars series just never the when ea's had it just wasn't really good and and uh the the backlash of mass effect 3 which you know a lot of it was the ending which we're not going to talk about oh yeah we won't even go Um, there because i don't want to spoil that well but what it sounded like is that is that the ending like you were saying it kind of it it, it took everything you've done over these three games and was just kind of like eh fuck it we're sure to the point they released a download to replace the ending right yeah and that's that's really that's that's really something when you do that. Yeah. When when you have enough people that didn't make the game tell you that you didn't make your game incorrectly, that they're like, "All right, we'll make it end the way they wanted to." That's un- that's that's unbelievable that that would happen, but it did. 
I will finish. I, so I will do things. I will watch things, and I will because of my love and adoration for like a certain series or a certain you know actor or a certain game or movie. I will forgive it a lot for its shortcomings because sure. you know no one's perfect. But the fact that when I finished this game, it was in the middle of the night, and I it it went to the ending. I literally dropped my controller and, and just, just screamed. Like, yeah, you're just like, what you're like the holy heck WTF. was that? And you don't. And that's the thing is that games generally don't make you do that. <laughs> now, now, the, uh, I'll, I'll say <clears> this: last year's, um, uh, oh, what? Now I can't think of the name. The Kojima game from last year, um, the the polarizing one. Crap! What was Death it? Stranding. Death Stranding. Mm. that's that's mine where it got to the story where i'm just like what the hell is this shit uh that's still a good game um but we're not talking about that but yeah i i i i'm probably eight hour you know six to eight hours into it and i i am kind of feeling that i'm kind of feeling the it kind of that that kind of it's it feels so broken from two even this early um Oh, there's those familiar faces, but they're, but they're kind of all they are are kind of familiar faces. They like you, you sure. Uh, the the thing that I loved about the first one, like I said, I didn't love the gameplay, but you 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 got these these relationships with these characters, Rex and and Garrus and all these people. And yeah, Rex technically wasn't in the second one; he was, but you you still had these returning people. But then. I don't know, like, I, I'm not feeling the same thing that I felt with the first two at, that I am with the third one, so... And that's... I was going to say that, is that the second one does exactly what the third one does. It takes the characters you took relationships with in the first game and just kind of made them side characters in the second game. But the second game was so, I guess, it hit me more deeply mm-hmm. because, of, I mean, I played every inch of that so did second I. game several times over i did every single thing in that game and you were hoping that at least if there's be a possibility in the third game that these two worlds would collide in a more integral you know interconnective um form Mm -hmm. rather than like oh let's go the old try and true let's go back to the mass effect one characters we'll bring in a couple of new ones and then I won't dwell on this too much because I know that you have to do yours. But like one more thing was that I loved the multiplayer um, mode. Oh, yeah. It was a lot of fun. Yes. The fact yeah. I that it was necessary yeah. in order to get certain endings of a campaign game yeah. I found completely that's, that's, outlandish and ludicrous. That, that's unbelievable that they would do that. Like – I, I look. I understand that they want you to play your multiplayer game, but the multiplayer was good. You don't need a reason to do it. Just be like, "Hey, we got this multiplayer mode. It's it's a good mode." Don't add in, "Hey, get that readiness yeah. up by playing you, online." Like, no, go screw off with that. I'm not going to do that. If you want to do perks, or if you want to, you know, make you know, okay, some of the stats of these players become better in the campaign. That's fine, but to adjust a whole story around it, no. Yeah, it's that's my game. I hate. Yeah, that's that's surprising. Yeah, um, the game I hate. 
uh, Charlie. I think you're you already know, but my game. Okay, so this series is one of my favorite series of all time. I love this series. I love just about every single game in this series, and even the ones that I don't really care for, I like them enough. But this game is just like it's not the worst game I've ever played, but it's the game that I hate the most and that game is Final Fantasy 13. <laughs> Final Fantasy 13. I have uh, <laughs> Final Fantasy 13 was coming off the greatness of Final Fantasy 12. And Final Fantasy 12, they took that game in a in a in a different direction than they had in the previous 10 uh uh offline. Sure. Uh we can get into that weird history of naming way later, but um, twelve. <laughs> How many there are? Twelve. They made it more streamlined. They it was it was less turn based. It was more kind of action RPG, and it and it. I thought it played great, and a lot of people agreed. Well, they come back with thirteen, and they immediately go back to turn based. And I'm not saying that turn based RPGs are antiquated and aren't and and can't be done in kind of the modern gaming era. But they miss the boat big time on this. Um, the characters are awful. They're just nothing memorable. It, let me just tell you how memorable those characters are. I know I can remember one character name, and it's the girl Lightning. And the only reason I know that is because in the third, in the third Final Fantasy Thirteen game, they made three of these. It's called Lightning Returns. I don't remember. Didn't you buy this several times over? So okay, so I have a history with this <laughs> dumb game. So I bought it when it came out. I played it for the first ten hours. I hated it. Got rid of it, and then and before you go, didn't wasn't this? They say that like you had to have played this game a certain amount of hours before the game actually starts. Many hours, and I didn't. <laughs> I played ten hours, and I didn't get there. It was so. It was they held your hand. It was just. Just, and the characters are just—they're not memorable. I could. There was a character. There, there was a there was a a black character who had a nice big afro, and he had a little he had a, he had a little chocobo that lived inside of his fro. That was awesome. I don't remember his name. <laughs> no either. Um, Xavier Woods. Shit. Well, I remember that. But the uh, but. Yeah, so I got rid of it, and then about a few months later, I was like, man, maybe maybe I didn't give it a shot, enough of a shot. So I bought it again, got even less into the game, and was like, oh, yeah, I remember. This game is shit. Got rid of it, tried it one more time after that, and finally gave up. It's just, it, it's just enough, there's nothing memorable about it, and, and it, it's amazing to me that a game um, in my mind just went so poorly that it came back with 15, Final Fantasy 15, and I love 15. I think 15 is a fantastic game. They went back to that kind of action RPG style, and I love it. And I love all those turn-based ones all the way through, some more than others. I think I think Final Fantasy 7 is is overrated uh that's not mine for that category we're coming up but i think it's overrated i think it's fine i think final fantasy 8 is a great game 
10 is a great game. Charlie, you know this. Final Fantasy 10 is a fantastic game. <laughs> but... <laughs> oh, man. But, uh, yeah, man, Final Fantasy 13, though. God, it's just... Like I said, it's not the worst game I've ever played, but I hate that game. So I'm going to leave it there because I don't think I can rage anymore. Next up on our survey is the overrated game or series, and I'll kick this one off. There you go. Uh, I love Nintendo. Nintendo is fantastic. Let's preface this. I, uh, Nintendo is, is one of my favorite game developers, console developers of all time. Um, I love many of their series. You know, Super Mario, Zelda, all the way, I mean, Kirby, like just all of them, even Yoshi. I love Yoshi. But fuck Mario Party. <laughs> that, I, that series, I don't, I don't fucking get it. Like Mario Party, like Mario Party One oh. <laughs> was fun back in the day on the Nintendo sixty four. Which again, they've made, they've made eleven of these stupid games. The mini games aren't fun. The game boards aren't fun. It's fucking, it's fucking miserable. What is wrong with you people? Mario Party sucks. <laughs> Dan Reichert, you're wrong. <laughs> I just, I, I, I just, There's I, a I, certain novelty to play. I mean, the fact that I, it, it you, know, you know, look, look again. That first one, <laughs> that first one has some novelty. You didn't really see games like that, like the, the kind of the board game thing, you know, kind of the board yeah. game aspect. Like, and when you had four people, that first one is fine. Bumper balls, come on, bumper balls are great. That that game's still great, but. As it went along, the imagination kind of went away. Like the the game, the, the imagination that they that they uh, they they just the games. There they they there was there was way too much iteration, and they just they didn't they didn't do anything new with it. And again, they've made eleven of those suckers, and they're all bad. And I just I yeah I just can't I can't with Mario Party. I hope this last mo- Super Mario Party. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> God. Go ahead, Charlie. <laughs> Tell us how you really feel. All right, Charlie, what's your overrated <clears throat> game slash series? Well, I mean, you're going to, you've already kind of spoiled mine. It. I like some of the, some of the Final Fantasy games. I've not played all of them. And, you know, I tried playing Final Fantasy VII. I understand what the story is. There have been movies made about this world. I, I don't get it. I don't. It's I really I'm like, there are better games. There are better games with better gameplay. Um, like you said, eight. Is I, I think, you know, m- superior to mm-hmm. seven. In that aspect, depending, um, I first depending, played depending on the day. Ahead. It's my favorite game of all time. <clears throat> Wow. (laughs) I won't go that far, but it is very, very good. It is, you know, there's so many games out there. I'd have to slot as like, you know, top hundred, but you know, nine was the first one I actually played. Um, what was that card game in nine? That was, uh, Tetramaster. Tetramaster. Yes. Like, man, it was, it was so good that it was even in the online version of Final Fantasy. I played that more than the online game. 
I played like I played that. I played Tetramaster inside Final <laughs> Fantasy XI more than I played Final Fantasy XI. <laughs> um, ten, obviously, you know, for obvious reasons, it was the first one that you know it had um, audio, like you know, audio cues in it. The um, it was on the PS2. I fell in love with the straightforward and simplicityness of it. I know that a lot of people, you know, thought it was an easier version of Final Fantasy. I don't know. Maybe that's just me, but you know, I I thought it was fine. I thought that I thought that was I thought the difficulty was fine. I put a hundred hours into that sucker, and all my um, I can't even think of the characters' names that they were just pretty much maxed out all the way across. I think the characters in that game, you know, like like since one about Titus, like he's kind of annoying, but also I think all the characters in that game are really well well crafted. Like I think I think um, Waka is hilarious. Yep. By the way, played by uh, by John DiMaggio, Bender, which is which. When I found that out, it blew my mind. Um, yeah, I think the characters in that game are are, are really well, really good. I think the story. Um, so, mm, I played the Blitzball League. Okay, that, I no, I can't, I can't go that far. Um, <clears throat> you know what? We, for for a for for a for a future uh, podcast, we. We need to talk about endings of games because I want to talk to you one day about the end. Uh, mm-hmm. Basically, the story and the end of that game. We don't have time here, but um, I would love to know what you think about certain certain big moments in that game, and sure. and so we can do that later. But uh, yeah, but, but I, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can, I can, I can, I can kind of, I can understand the 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 being you know, thinking that Final Fantasy is overrated. Like, cause, cause yeah, cause there, there are like, again, I, I think, I think Final Fantasy seven is one of the most overrated games of all time. Like I, I just, it, sure. it's, it's, I, I think people are like, Ooh, big swords. Those guys are awesome. Like yeah. Sep- <laughs> Sephiroth is one of the most boring villains in the history of, of, of <laughs> storied, uh, any storied media. Yeah. It, like he's just, he's boring. Kefka was Come better. on, Kefka. Rah, 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 rah. Oh, Kefka. <laughs> Kefka is a fucking badass. He won. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, and to be honest, like, you know, perhaps it's the fact that I had played a lot more Final Fantasy prior to playing Final Fantasy seven and that it was, you know, to take one of your terms, Tropic Thundered for me. Sure. And, Meaning that it was just talked up so much, so much, so much, so much. You need to play this game. This has to be in your games played catalog. This, you know, you have to play it. And when I finally played it, it seems so slow, so right. just dragging. And just, I mean, I get it. It's, you know, Midgar's not exactly, you know, the happiest place on earth either. But, it, you know, there were just other games that had a lot other you know, sure. that just pulled me in faster. And this one, I was just honestly looking for an excuse to get it over with. And sure, yeah. I never beat it. You know, I never, I, you know, I never got too deep into it just because of the fact that I was kind of done playing it. And right. I yeah. don't get it. I don't get it. No, that, yeah, I, and see, I came from, I came from playing RPGs like crazy before seven and I was super stoked for seven. Like I, I was like, all right, we're, you, man, look how good those movies look, you know, all that, and then played it, and I was like, it's fine. It's oh, fine. yeah, the cinematics were awesome for what it, you know, showcased uh, back in the day. Yeah, that's, that's, 
Yeah. Um, all right, let's move on. Charlie, why don't you give us the game that completely disappointed you? Okay, the game that completely disappointed me. There's going to be a little trend here. Yet another game that EA loved to touch, shouldn't have touched, should not have messed with. And that would be the third installment of Dead Space. Mm-hmm. Okay. The first time I played the first Dead Space, I literally peed in my pants. Hell yeah. That was the game that pretty much broke me into, okay, I can no longer just watch people playing horror games, horror games. I can now play them without, you know, being too scared to just like turn it off. Dead Space 2 was still was, you know, it ramped things up. It got a little more actiony, but there was still a level of macabre that, you know, still, you know, you know, I, I enjoyed it. Dead Space 3 is not scary. <laughs> Dead Space 3 Whoops. is boring. Dead Space 3 is a complete a lot of people complained about the microtransactions from like um from what was the uh Star Wars? Uh, Battlefront. Battlefront, yeah. Battlefront 2. You want to take a sneak peek at where it all started, it might have been Dead Space 3 because yeah. oh my god, they were begging for people to just buy these little boosts. You would go to these um workbenches to um customize your weaponry into the game which honestly the workbenches were really really cool that was a really really cool idea to put in the game because now you could turn your pistol into a um grenade launcher but with you know just the right right materials but then the fact they like to say hey don't play you don't need to play through a lot of this game just go ahead and buy this right now so you can go ahead and just you know have it up front i do not like that there, there's there's things to be said about games like Resident Evil that give you just enough to get by. I understand that aspect of the survival horror game. That's fair. Yeah. But to just straight out, you know, buy your way through a game, that, you know, that has never settled well with me with any game, first of all. Because one, I'm just not going to, I don't feel like I need to fork over my hard-earned money to excel even further when, you know, I could just get better. Right. And then two, it takes what the core essence of Dead Dead Space is, and that is to be fucking scary. Yeah. To scare the living daylights out of you. There, there were portions of that game where, I mean, and they got, you know, not to deviate too much, but, I mean, yes, that... The game wasn't scary. The missions were boring. You you would have a team that you were with, and then all of a sudden you would something would happen. The floor would break out, and you would you know oh I gotta find my way back to the team. Trudge trudge trudge, you know necromorph trudge trudge trudge. Hey, I'm back with my team. Oh, this team needs a an item that needs to be acquired, but only you can go get it. Oh okay okay well bye. And so trudge, trudge, trudge. And it literally is, it is wash, rinse and repeat with that particular pattern. And 
that's just not how it was. I mean, the first game was, you know, you had to find your way through a derelict ship. That's kind of the core essence of that game. But things were just jumping out and scaring the crap out of you. The second game, you were trying to fight through um, Isaac's, you know, PTSD of everything that happened in the first game. The third game is a loot chase folly. Yeah. And I just it completely disappointed me when, you know, again, it's EA got in the way and yep. you can just see to the point where I lost so much faith in Visceral that when they announced that Visceral was going to do a Star Wars game, I was kind of excited as long as I did not hear the word, the, the two letters EA after that. Yep. Of, of course, that game never came into fruition. You know, not. we understand that. But yeah, that mm, what could have been. Yeah, that's no, that yeah, that sucks. That. Yeah, that, <laughs> that to completely change the entire complexion of of a game when you when you've been so successful with 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 the first two. That's really weird. Um, my dis- most disappointing game of all time comes off of one of my favorite games of all time. Just one, just a, a game that. Um, that hooked me from the beginning and just didn't let go. I did almost everything in that game. It's actually a game that you recommended to me. That game is Fallout Three, but the game that disappointed me was its sequel. It was its sequel, Fallout Four. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, Fallout Three is one of my favorite games of all time. So when they announced Fallout Four, if you remember, Charlie, they announced that game before that e3 and it was just a it mm-hmm. was it was just a little video trailer and you remember how excited i was i was i mean just out of you were my, gonna buy the pip boy i i, I was gonna <laughs> i was going to buy the pip boy edition of that i think it was like 150 <clears throat> bucks i never buy special edition games i was gonna buy that so i could have a dumb pip boy to put over my arm <laughs> And I could put my phone inside of it and be like, "Look at me! I've got a pit boy." So you, so I, I was just all in. Got got it first day. Just brought it home, mm. put it in there, and immediately just wasn't feeling it. Wow! I that's... thought I thought maybe it was because I played so much Fallout Three and then New Vegas right after, but. I, I went back to it and just it just never clicked. Mm. And I think the problem is is that Fallout 4 is just a prettier Fallout 3 and there is nothing about that game that has that improved on anything. In fact, they tacked on worse with the base building, city building stuff. I think that stuff is terrible. I think that stuff. I think it's. Wow. I think it's terrible that they make you do a lot of it to kind of progress some stuff. Um, I think it looks like shit compared. Whoa, to, wow. I think it looks like shit compared <laughs> to the games that, have, that that came out around its time. It's broken in places, but I mean that's Bethesda. That's not that. Yeah, big of a thing, but there were things that were really broken about it. Now it's got one of my it's got one of my favorite characters of all time, the 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 detective robot guy. That guy's great, but I man, it 
it really killed me that that game was so disappointing to me because I, I just, man, Fallout 3 is just so incredibly good. And, like, so much so that I, I've i never and probably will never give 76 a shot. I feel like... Oh. I, I feel like that unless they completely revamp, basically they do like a God I've of War. I've heard bad things about that thing. If they, unless they basically do a God of War style like reboot of it, like completely start from scratch, I'm not sure I'll play another Fallout game. I just, I think it, it really hurt it that much. Um, wow. Yeah, I, I, I wanted, that's, that's, I wanted that's to pretty love rough it criticism because right there. you, you talking about it, and and our our friend Cody talking about it. And play, and you know, you guys talked about how you had some really good times with it. Like it, it, it really made me mad that I just every time you would talk about something in the game, I'd be like, yeah, I, just not. Mm. Um, it's a bummer. I, I love Fallout Three so much. It's so good. Again, like Final Fantasy VIII. Depending on the day, it's my favorite game ever. Um, wow. But anyway, let's move on. Fallout Four. And I will start this one. This is the game that we don't enjoy playing. But we love watching other people play it. And for me, that is the Soul series. Dark Souls, Bloodborne, uh, Sekiro. <laughs> I, I don't like playing difficult games like that. I just I don't find them fun. Um, and I don't want to hear the, oh, get good, people. I don't want to hear that. It's not that. I just, I like to, I like to gotta get good. I gotta get good. No, I, I, I like to be able to sit back and enjoy myself while I'm learning to play a game. I do that with rocket league. I've done that with call of duty lately. Like I start bad and I get better. Dark souls and even bloodborne to me, those games aren't fun learning how to play them. I just don't like it, but I really, I really, really enjoy watching people, especially Bloodborne and, you know, Sekiro. Like I, I think, I think there is, I think there is really high value in those games. I just don't want to play them. I mean, Cuphead's kind of that same thing. Like I, I think uh, I, it's like, I keep saying when you're on stream with Cuphead, I love watching you play it. I don't want to do. I it just I, I just don't <laughs> want to do it. Um, but I I, I think um, that uh, Bloodborne especially has this really incredible look to it. I think it. I think the what From Software does with their art is some of the most incredible stuff that we see. It, it's just, it's Have you so played good. Bloodborne? I played a little bit of it. I, you know, again, okay. I kind of got to a point where I'm like, okay, I get what this is. I don't have the time or the want to, to learn how to play this the way you're supposed to. But it, it's just, it's a fascinating, like the souls community is a fascinating community. The people yeah. that really get into those games, play them well, they get into the lore, they get in. It's very fascinating. And I love watching it from afar. But I don't. Okay. I just don't want any part of it in my, you know, in my gaming life. What about you, Charlie? A game I don't enjoy playing, but love watching being played. Man, it would have to be Marvel v. Capcom games. Oh, the fighting ones. Because yes, yeah. those are. Cool. I have tried. So when the new. Street Fighter 4 had come out and everyone was in a tether about that thing. And I just, I, I remembered back in the days where <clears throat> I, 
I would have binders of moves because uh, me and my, uh, some of my best friends, we played um, Mortal Kombat 2 and 3, and it was all about combos. Yeah. And then Killer Instinct came out, and it was about even bigger combos Super and combo, combo breakers. And those games just, they delivered such a awesome feeling in me, especially when you won, because it was just, you know, this battle between two people on the screen and you're just yelling at each other and you're not online, you're next to each other and just barking, you know, at the screen, begging your player to kick a little harder than the other player. And it was just so much fun. Well, obviously with time going by technology getting a little bit different, I just could not master games like Marvel versus Capcom. Um, even the new Mortal Kombat games. But man, do I love watching people pl- like who are good. Mm-hmm. I mean, who are really good. And you see just the most imagine you just ne- you would never have thought, you know, of performing moves like this with these specific characters. The character count on Marvel versus Capcom, I, that thing grew to yeah, just it's it's ridiculous. It was it's innumerable almost. Yeah, I, but, I feel I feel the same way about that. And, and and it's kind of those it's it's those it's those really over the top ones that really get me of fighting games like that in yeah. the, the the Dragon Ball Z Fighter Z. It's that yes. same thing like I like I I I don't think I I I don't think that I would ever want to be good at, at, at that type of game, but that game is so good to watch. It's just exciting, yeah. even when you don't really know what's happening. Yeah, it's great, and that's I mean that's the thing is that I I don't like playing it just because I don't one have the have the time nor the inclination to learn all the combos and understand you know the parrying what you know usurps what um, regarding the hit system. But watching someone who has mastered that game and gotten really, really good at it is a treat. Yeah. It is just, especially when it's, <clears throat> I, 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 to be honest, I can't tell which I like more. Two people who are about as evenly matched as you can get and they are just literally battling toe-to-toe. Or one guy who just puts the kibosh on another dude with a barrage of combos. And in the case of Mortal Kombat, a finisher and fatality just that just makes you just want to oh that just challenges any type of horror game graphic that i've ever seen before it's it's just fun like you know it brings me back to those days where you know we would go to these places kids out there who called arcades they would have these stand-up machines and you would line up with quarters and there would always be the one guy he smelt like a whole bunch of axe and he literally was just destroying everyone in line behind him because he knew all the combo system. He knew what hit, you know, neutralized, you know, a, blo- a certain block or a- another hit. And it was, I mean, it was, it was a mass. I almost saved money watching this guy play rather than playing myself. It was honestly like, oh, I'd spend, you know, a dollar on the X-Men or Ninja Turtles machine and then go watch this guy destroy. Yeah, so. exactly. No, that's good. Yeah. That, yeah. Fighting games in general. That's, that's another one where I'm just like, I, I really wish I was better at them, but I just, oh, yeah. I can't. And I, I don't I, like, I, I haven't been good at one since street fighter two. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, back in the day. Um, all right, that's the game we don't enjoy to play, but we love watching people play it. We've got two more for today. Charlie, why don't you start us off with the first game that you remember ever playing? So the first game I obviously remember, well, I'm going to say obviously, you know, um, I was born in 1981, and the first game, the first console I owned was the NES console. We got it for 99.99. Happened to get the Super Mario Brothers Duck Hunt combo. Mm-hmm. Those games I remember fondly because those are the most that I played initially because that's literally all we had in the house. It was the brand new machine that was um, on the block. No one else had it. I was really, really fortunate, you know, that my parents got that for me. That being said, the first one I really remember playing was when I was at my cousin's house. They had an Apple II. It's a game called Wizardry. Oh, yes. It was a a dungeon crawler Mm -hmm. that was – it was so simple. And it was a a text-based adventure where you would control things with the arrows and then you would come across – creatures in the dungeon it was almost this three-dimensional looking um gamescape where you were literally walking toward and you were seeing the walls just pass you by and you're having to make 90 degree turns in this dungeon crawler and to me that was well it was fun just the fact that i rarely got to hang out with with these cousins and the fact that they had an apple too i was just like oh man you guys are rich hell yeah but it was those moments where honestly it was my first introduction to a computer that wasn't in a school that you know i was like oh wait the computer can do this Mm -hmm. and it was you know it's very basic very you know you know it it it, Correct me if I'm wrong. This is this game is one of those games that pretty much revolutionized where games were gonna go. I mean, you had Baldur's Gate, you had um, a Bard's Tale that was part of that particular generation, and yeah. it opened its up. It yeah, opened I, its way up to the RPGs that we have today. Well, I mean, without that, without without a game like without a game like this, you don't have you don't have the Elder Scrolls. <clears throat> you don't have. Yes. Skyrim and, and games of that nature that and, you know, Heroes of Might and Magic and, and uh, Ultima, you God, know, Heroes of Magic. yeah. So, no, that's yeah, that's yeah. The, yeah, that's, that's that is literally the first game I remember playing because then my cousin's like, you want to try it out? And I've never been spooked ever more. I mean, obviously, I play scarier games nowadays, but I remember like the dread I had just by pushing the up button oh, yeah. on that Apple II keyboard that had this huge click in it. Oh yeah, yeah. That's 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 it was, awesome. It was good. No, that's fantastic. <laughs> so the first game I remember playing. So my first console was the Atari Twenty Six Hundred. We had the we had the wood finish. Uh, time. <laughs> and nice. so the the game that I remember playing first on that console was the was Space Invaders. And you know, obviously obviously when you're 5 years old, 4 or 5 years old, like you're playing a video game. I had a I had a 9 I had no, I had an 11-inch uh black and white TV. That had UHF, you know, just the knobs. Like, I mean, just the oldest thing. 
so I had to play it all in black and white. And you know, compa- <laughs> compared to the the arcade version of Space Invaders, like a, the Atari Twenty Six Hundred version, but like most versions on the Atari Twenty Six Hundred was not a great version of that game. Pac Man was hot garbage. Oh yeah, this was actually was this was actually an okay version of it. But man, I wore out my Atari Twenty Six Hundred, and I wore out Space Invaders. It it it's uh. There was a car game on there that I don't remember the name of it, but man, those those little those little eight track looking oh boy <laughs> uh, cartridges. Um, we all know where all those ET ones ended up in some field in Arizona. Did you find them? They sure did, and it sold at auction for a whole bunch of money. Wow. Um, so yeah, so yeah, that's that's the first game I remember playing, and let's get to the last one of the day. And then we're going to move on to the mailbag. If you're hanging out in chat, get your mailbag questions ready. We've already got a few that we've been sent earlier. But if you've got any, put them in chat and we may get to them. The last one is going to be the underrated game or series. And I will get it started. So on the Xbox 360, the uh, they used to do the Summer of Arcade. Where they would have five games from indie developers. Uh, I got money. I know where this is going. From uh, they, they'd have indie games from developers that they would put out on the summer of arcade. They would be you know ten fifteen bucks, and every week a new one would come out. And there was a lot of really good stuff. You had your Shadow Complex there. You had Limbo. You had um, Explosion Man, and you know games like that. That that, that it was it was, oh, it was it, Man's so good. Yeah, they, they had these games that were really highlighting the good stuff that these indie developers were doing. But there was one that's incredibly polarizing, and I don't give a shit what you people think. Brothers, A Tale of Two Sons is oh a fucking good game. It's a fucking good game. <laughs> you people that don't like it are just straight wrong. So, <sighs> Brothers, A Tale of Two Sons is a story about a father that, uh, that, that falls ill, and he has to send his two sons out to find the cure. And you go out on this big adventure to find this cure. And you control both of the brothers at the same time using each of the sticks as, uh, as one of the brothers and the, uh, the, the triggers uh, to do different um, you know, climbing and grabbing and stuff like that. So I will say that the, that the controls are very polarizing. You either get it or you don't. I don't think it was that hard to get it. That's just me. But to me, there's not very many video games that I have ever played where they have given me the feels. I generally, most games I play, no matter how really in tune I am with the story, it just doesn't, it doesn't, like, I'm like, oh, that's a cool story, that's fun. But this game... At the, especially at the end, I won't spoil it. Put you in such a dark place, and it, the way that they, the way that they not only uh, show it to you uh, while it's playing out, because there's no, there's no dialogue. But what you end up doing post the big reveal of the, the big, the big, you know, the big moment. Puts you in in this weird place of I can't believe I'm actually doing this and it's 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 steered me in this direction. So yes, 
the gameplay, you're either going to like it or you're not, but getting to the end of that game is so worth it, and it still is one of the... Is, it's really one of maybe only two games that has made me legitimately... I don't want to say cry, but really just made me feel... Uh, feel really... All the feels, if you will. Um, and anybody that says that that game is bad, like maybe my co-host, they're just wrong. They're just wrong. You're just wrong. All right, Charlie, give me your give me your underrated. You know, no, it's good to have goals, man. <laughs> All right, finish this off. I, I don't like that game. So, but. Well, that, okay. I'm, I'm one of the ones that do not like the controls, but uh, that's all I'll say to that. Yes, to finish this off, um, my underrated game, I'm actually going with a series. Yeah. And I'm going to go with the Lego games. There you go. Because, holy crap, I've never found... So, let me begin by saying this. I play video games. My wife also plays video games as well. We do not play the same games. That's just, I mean, that's probably common in a lot of households. No way. You mean to tell me she doesn't like Mass Effect? I, I mean, I've seen households where it, it becomes, you know, point of contention in regards oh, sure. to like, hey, you know, why are you, you know, on my Resident Evil right now? Da, 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 da. I won't go there. But um, regarding the Lego games, this is, these are, these sets of games are, we find a, an awesome commonality in that where one, we're trying to achieve a goal. You know, obviously a lot of these games are story based in existent media. You've got, you know, you star, there's, there's so much of it. There's, you've got star Wars, you've got pirates of the Caribbean, you've got Indiana Jones, you have Batman, you have Marvel, you have Harry Potter, you have, there's some Disney properties, I believe, as well. You have its own, like, le- like you have the Lego movie. You have the Lego worlds that you can, know, it's practically Minecraft, but it's just all Lego. There's so, like, there's so much. And all of it is extremely enjoyable. Like, when I, I, when I first saw my second cousins who, at the time, were younger than me, playing Lego Star Wars when it initially came out, I was like, what is this? <clears throat> And you're like, okay, this is like a little little kid game or whatever. And then you pick up the controller and then you start playing with it. And then it, it sucks you in. Like not only just because of the fact of I love all those particular series. Um, and I want to see what – like Lego has a way of putting like their own uh, humorous spin on it. Mm-hmm. And it's just fun to see how they can take – those moments and put their little two cents in and it just completely change. It doesn't, it doesn't completely change it, but it gives it a different flavor. And like, you know, you're going to, you know, you're going to laugh at a lot of these moments that like, you know, Oh my God, this is like, you know, pretty severe. Um, Jack Sparrow. Uh, I forget he stabbed. Uh, what's his name in the chest Com- goes completely differently in the Lego world because you know, these are Lego pieces. They explode, you know, they they go into pieces, but yet they're somehow still alive. You know, it's it's fun like that. I mean, um, and their the, their replayable value is is very, very high because not only it's 
almost like a Metroidvania where you go through, you have your certain skills and you have to unlock all these characters. It's a treasure trove of characters in all these games that have different abilities. They have different um they have different skills and traits that open up new worlds, new possibilities that, you know, perhaps you didn't see this part of um, the level earlier. However, now that you have unlocked a character that is, you know, has superhuman strength, you unlock it. And it happens to be this Easter egg that you've seen in the movie before that you're like, oh, my gosh, like this is where it's at. I mean, it's 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 a very very likable like you know set of games and i understand that a lot of people look at it with like a sense of whimsy but that's literally what it is like that's exactly. why lego games are so, so successful well i mean it's it's the it's the uh it's bringing i mean it sounds sounds silly but it's bringing legos to life it's allowing you to do that thing that you played as as kids, Legos, just playing yes. them, creating all these different fantastic um, sets and bringing that stuff to life and then putting on top of it other things that you love, your Star Wars, your Pirates, your, your you know, the Lego movie, you know, uh, all the Indiana Jones, Bat- Batman. Yeah, they did a Batman one. Um, yeah, maybe yeah, Batman. So, so it, it, it kind of just combines all that, all that nostalgia that we had and they, mm-hmm. they play well. Um, you know, they, they, to me, they, to, to me, they got a little stale just because it's the same gameplay sure. that we've always played. But, but, but even still, they're, they're the perfect co-op game for like you're saying, you, your wife and yourself, you just don't, you don't play the same stuff, but you found a common ground in that same thing with your kids like that, that dude, that that's told, that's a game that you're going to totally I'm so play with looking for. Yeah. For my son to get of age so he can start playing oh, with sure. me. Yeah, that's those are the perfect. That's perfect a horrible because, way to say that, but <laughs> well, it's perfect because there's no there's no penalty for for dying in those games. Yes, you you immediately come back to life. There's yep. there's it has it has the little building aspect. There's things flashing all over the place. There's collectibles. Mm-hmm. It's 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 a perfect, uh, it, it's a perfect game. Like you, you always talk about like, oh, what's the perfect family game? Like that's a perfect family game. It, it just yeah, is. It's just fun. Yeah, it's that's a good one. That's that's I absolutely I unlike unlike mine. I agree with yours. Um, <laughs> well, all right. So that's going to do it for the first uh, the first uh, installment of our survey here. Um, next week, we'll do part two with such questions as games that surprised us, the games that made us fall in love with video games, and a game that we can play over and over again. So we have wrapped up the topic of the show, and now, ladies and gentlemen, it is time for the... Uh-oh, hold on. <laughs> I forgot to get my music up here. Hang on just a second. Here we go. Let's get this up. Uh-huh. Yep. Ladies and gentlemen, it is time for the mailbag. And if you've got a question, you can send an email to our new email address, themcgamescast at gmail.com. You can hit us up on Twitter. You can hit us up on our Discord. If you're hanging out in the chat, you can even put down in the chat what you would like for us to answer, gaming-related or not. 
why don't we go ahead and get started here? I've got a question here from Nicholas. Dearest MC Gamescast, what's one game from any console area era that you would love to see remade to current or next-gen consoles? And I, I take this, I like to take this as a full from the ground up remake, not just a kind of gloss over, uh, you know, whatever that's whatever. That's we heard that argument. Yeah, uh, which I'm still right about. So what game would you oh, want man. to have? What, what game from uh, what, whatever era would you like to have remade, Charlie? For today? Gosh, there's so much old. There's so many old properties out there that I would love to see made. And, or, and there's also a lot of properties out there that already have been made. Mm-hmm. Gosh, I was going to say before a couple of years ago, I said Resident Evil. Well, yeah, um, and then, they, then they did that, and now they're doing it to all of them. Give me a second on this. I might. All I right, might I'll tell you what. I'll, I'll give you. I'll give you mine, and you think. What is yours? So mine. Uh, so they've already done this. They've already started doing this with another game in that series. But I would love to see them do a ground up version of a, a new ground up remake of Final Fantasy VIII. I, I oh, think okay. I think they picked the wrong game to remake. I. I I would love to see what that game would look like in modern times. Everything kind of spread out. Um, just I don't know. Like I I I love that game so much, and I think I seeing that in this era, I think would be fantastic. Hmm. God, like so, two games come into mind when I think about this, and literally, it's like games that I played and. Like I was like, okay, it's been a while since I've played these games, and I know for one of them they tried and didn't wasn't really really successful, and that was uh, Driver. Oh hell yes! That was so the original Driver that was on the PS One. Mm-hmm. Boy, I still remember having to try to get my license in that stupid parking garage, and it being a task, and even my, it was to be honest. It was my little cousin's game, and he was the one that brought it over to me and said, "Hey, can you um, op- basically open this game up for me because I can't even get my license?" And once we did, it became this fun game, and I would love to see that, you know, in a next-gen Forza-looking atmosphere where everything just looks crisp and pristine and such. Um, the other game I was thinking of, and I would love to see it done, I guess on a kind of like what um, Breath of the Wild did with its open area and um, open world um, essence, and that would be Earthbound. Mm-hmm. Earthbound was a really, really awesome game um, that I don't think that, I don't think a lot of people, I know a lot of people are big fans of, but those fans are probably our age, and I think a lot of the younger uh, audience needs to at least, you know, dig their toe into that particular game because it's a really, really outstanding game. Yeah, and no, to I, see and see it in in a, a next gen capacity would be filthy. Nintendo, you need to make Mother Three, Earthbound <laughs> Three. Let's do it. All right, next up, if you had to pick one controller to use for the rest of your life, doesn't matter. 
Uh, what you? What, it doesn't matter the system. You can use it for anyone. What would you pick? What's your What's your favorite controller of all time, basically? Well, uh, I would have to say it's the 360. The 360s controller is just I. I that's the controller I use now when I stream my games, uh, even the games that I have on Steam. That's the controller I go back to. The DualShock 4 is really, really awesome and really, really rad. But even though there is so, like the recency bias can't even shake the fact that I've literally, for most of my adulthood, have like been playing with the Xbox 360, and it's just it's too it, it, it's the perfect controller. Yeah, I, mine, mine is pretty close to that. I, I love the Xbox One controller. I, I think it's a fantastic controller. Um, it, it, it feels really good. I mean, it, obviously, it's a, it's a an, uh, you know, an evolution of the 360 controller. But I, I, I don't know. I just love the way that thing feels like I, I don't like I don't like the PS4 DualShock. I just I've, I, it's fine. I just never I've never loved the PlayStation controllers, and I think hmm. the, I think the big, I think the big reason is I like offsetting analog sticks. I don't like them to be I don't like them to be parallel. I like it, you know. I like them to be offset. Okay. But yeah, it just feels good. I I I haven't I haven't messed around with the Elite controllers, the 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 Xbox Elite controllers. I really want to. Um, they seem very, very fantastic, and um, but yeah, I, I love the Xbox One. Controller. How much are those things? Uh, I believe they're one hundred eighty, two hundred dollars. Mm. It's a lot. It's a lot for sure. Um, all right, let's see. All right, we'll do one more gaming, and then we'll do get this couple of uh, wacky ones here. <laughs> all right, so if you were a game developer. What type of game would you insist on making? And what type of game would you never want to make? And I'll I'll start. Um I I absolutely would would want to make an a kind of an open world RPG. I think I love open world RPGs. I really like the um just the ability to kind of choose what you want. You talked about Breath of the Wild. Um the the ability to kind of do a game in any order that you want to and the exploration is has always been fascinating to me and I just love it so if I had to choose choose one that's what I would and to me the game that I wouldn't want to make I'm not I'm not going to make a horror game I don't like scary games <laughs> fuck scary games they all suck they don't suck but I hate them so I'm not going to make a horror game how about you Charlie so what would we make and what wouldn't we make yeah um, I wouldn't make a basketball game. It just seems like that I would not, by the way. Mm. It just seems like that there's been way too much trouble um, trying, like, was it NBA, um, the EA's NBA game and the NBA 2K have had NBA so Elite. much trouble. Huh? NBA Elite is the yes. EA one that never yes. seems to come out. <clears throat> and th that's exactly the reason I'm like, I, there just, there seems to be a lot of logistical issues and a lot of problems laid in therein. Um, it's basketball. Like, you know, if, if, if I were going to make a basketball game, I'd make another NBA jam Oh yeah, because, sure. and, but 
that's as far as I'd go with it because once you get to the point where it's just, you know, it gets too much of a simu- it gets to be too much of a simulator. I think that's where it, therein lies a lot of the challenges and the shortfalls that have caused these games to been delayed and not released, etc. If I wanted to come out with, if I wanted to help design and put the game together, I would have done that horror Star Wars game that Visceral was going to put put oh, together, sure. yeah. with um, centered around the bounty hunter, the bounty oh, yeah. hunters, oh, man. you know, combined with Star man. Wars thirteen thirteen. R.I.P. All right, R.I.P. thirteen thirteen. I mean, that's probably the one that I would do because. I like, you know, contrary to you, I like horror games, even though, you know, in the upcoming months, you'll see how chicken shit I am uh, to to play. I think that would be cool to do that. I think it would have been really cool to see what they would have done with a different style of of Star Wars game. And same thing with 1313. It was a different style. It was more it was more raw, especially like 1313. It was raw. And it would have been cool to see what see what a mature rated Star Wars game would have been like. So you take. You take Dead Space and put in Boba Fett and some Jawas. Sign, I take my money. Yeah, that'd be <laughs> that'd be fantastic. All right, let's get a couple of uh, let's get a couple weird ones out of the way here, and then we'll move on to our final segment. All right, Charlie, what's the best cheese for a grilled cheese sandwich? Sharp cheddar. That's easy. Sharp cheddar, huh? Yeah. That's for a, a grilled cheese? That's pretty good. Yeah. You know what? So, I don't know if this is I don't know if this is the best one, <laughs> but this one's this is my favorite. It's the only thing it's really the only thing that I use it on. I like just plain old American craft singles, man. I love that's fair. I love American cheese on grilled cheese sandwiches. I that's... like like a nice provolone's fine, but I I would rather put a provolone on a nice Italian sub. Um uh cheddar's pretty good though. Yeah, Man. like okay. I take, I mean, when I do my grilled cheese, like if you've ever watched the movie Chef, that will instruct you on how to make the perfect grilled cheese sandwich. Mm-hmm. But when I take my grilled cheese sandwich, I, I take the block and I put like thick, like I cut it all yeah. up and yeah, put for sure. thick, yeah. thick pieces in there. And single you know, slice, what are you even doing? Yeah, you might as well. Yeah. You might as well just have bread with butter on it. Exactly. <laughs> just, just, just toast some bread and put some butter on it at that point. What are you doing? Yeah, what are you even doing? Uh, all right, last question. So when you're putting on your socks and shoes, what order do you put them on? What do you? What, what's your ordering? Do you do one sock? That cannot be the last question of the night. <laughs> all right, we, we, I have, okay, I okay. have one for you. But, okay, yeah, but to go answer ahead, that go question... Um, Oh gosh, I put my right sock on first. Okay. And then left. And then shoes. And then shoes, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I same here. I go I go le- I go left, right and then shoes. There's some people that will put the sock on, then shoe, then sock, then shoe. That's I mean, those people those people are criminals. They're criminals. What if what if you have to do something in like when you're 50% done? Right, yeah. What if all of a sudden you have to go to the door and you're sitting there running with one like, one sock and shoe on and then the other barefoot? Then you just look like an idiot. And so we know this as parents. When you have toys all strewn oh, over the floor, yes. I guarantee you will change that uh, schema 
to being sock sock shoe shoe. Oh yeah, you have to, <laughs> you, and and you can't walk. You around, need the protection. You can't, you can't walk around your house without without at least at least <laughs> socks. But definitely shoes. All right, Charlie, lay, lay, lay one more on us. This is, this is the last I got from Paul and Corinth. Okay. Paul um, and what? <laughs> Why is marriage so damn difficult? Really? <laughs> if that's really the question. Really? Are we really going to do this? What are we doing? <laughs> I, I I wanted to ask the question, but you don't have to answer it. It's just so funny. I was I'll like... go ahead and I'll go ahead and give you the answer. <laughs> the answer the answer to that question is, you know, it's not difficult when you're not married anymore. Ha <laughs> You know, and that's that's fair. <laughs> that right. I, and I'm not even kidding. That was the question that was given to me, and I was that's, like, "That's pretty are good. you sure?" <laughs> that's pretty. That's pretty good. Um, all right, you got anything else, Charlie? No, sir. All right, yeah. uh, and I, I let's see. Uh, We're gonna get to this in just a second. I oh okay, I've gotta I gotta do something real quick. I gotta move you over, just uh-oh. slightly. I gotta move you slightly. Okay, move you back. I had, to get, <laughs> I had to get to my file. All right, let me open up the file. First episode, folks. We're getting there. All right, let me turn this up. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it is time for our last segment of the day. And that last segment is this. And now it's time for MC Gamescast Scatter Shooting <laughs> with your host, Mitchell Barrett and Charlie Zarsuela. Thank you, announcer. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. We're going to do a little scatter shooting here. I'm taking over for the first week. Scatter shooting and wondering whatever happened to the NFL Street Series. Oh, man. <laughs> so good. You know, and with that said, whatever happened to EA Sports Big, SSX, NBA Street. Oh, man. They dissolved, didn't they? Yeah, they, Just... yeah. EA, EA Sports Big is no longer no longer a thing. Well, ladies and gentlemen, Billy Mitchell is back in the news. The star of the excellent 2007 documentary mm-hmm. "The King of Kong" had his two Guinness Book of World Records records reinstated. The records had been deleted after it was found that Billy Mitchell allegedly used an emulated version of Donkey Kong instead of the original arcade version, which is what must be used to be counted as a record. He wow. is Well, however, he is not oh. back in the Twin Galaxies record book, which is the official uh, record keepers of video games. They continue to say that he did not use the proper versions of the game that he has those records in. So, Billy Mitchell, as usual, back in the news. Speaking of records, recently the record for the highest-selling video game at an auction took place, a sealed variant of the original NES Super Mario Brothers sold for $114,000 at auction at Dallas' own Heritage Auctions. It was graded as an A-plus condition. This unopened version of Super Mario Bros. featured hang tabs, which is a rare but short-lived variant of the game's original packaging. There is no word on who the buyer was of the rare find. So we have new consoles coming out this year, and while we wait for Sony and Microsoft to announce the prices for their new consoles, I thought it'd be fun to look back at the launch console prices 
through the years. So starting at $199, we have the following. These are launch prices. The Atari 2600, the original NES, the Sega Genesis, the Super Nintendo, the Nintendo 64, the GameCube. As we move on, we then we get to the PlayStation era. PlayStation 1 and PlayStation 2 were $299. The original Xbox being $299 as well. And once we get into the 360 PS3, this is where things kind of took off. Uh, the Xbox 360 <laughs> retailed for $399 to $499, depending on the version that you purchase. I'm sorry, $299 to $399. The PS3, which everybody is, which everybody believes is the reason why the PS3 had so much trouble in that generation, four ninety nine to five ninety nine. God, the yeah, just it's ins- ins- insanity. Uh, the original Nintendo Wii two hundred forty nine dollars, the Wii U two ninety nine, and then we get to this generation, the Nintendo Switch two ninety nine, PS four three ninety nine, and the Xbox One was four hundred and ninety nine dollars at launch. So it'll be interesting to see how much these uh, new consoles are gonna going to. I think they're gonna be. I think they're gonna be four ninety nine. Both of them. I think that's where we're heading with those. This week in video game release history, Charlie, you mentioned this series earlier in nineteen eighty nine. The original Mother Earthbound, known in the United States, was released. Uh, also, nineteen ninety, Doctor Mario, which is a good game. <laughs> Doctor Mario is a great game. Uh, that is a pretty good game. 1994, Earthworm Jim was released, which is a fantastic platformer. We have to go all the way to 2003 for the next release uh, this week in history to Mario Golf Toadstool Tour, the uh, the GameCube uh, Mario Golf. I kind of want to just put that there just because I wanted to say that Mario Golf is a very good series. Mario uh, Golf is very good. I really enjoyed that. Then we had to go an additional 13 years to find the next one. In 2016, The Greatness of Overcooked released. Oh, that game is so frustrating <clears throat> and good. <laughs> and in 2017, the latest installment of the Dragon Quest series, Dragon Quest Eleven, was released on PS4. And finally... I was playing video games with last night with my son who was sitting next to me watching and he said to me, dad, I wish real life was more like video games. And I said, son, I think we can make this happen. So I locked him in his room and told him that if he wants access to the rest of the house, he'd have to pay nine ninety nine for the DLC. <laughs> oh, man. Thank you guys for listening to the MC Games Cast Scatter Shooting. We'll see you next Tuesday right here on the MC Games Cast. Nice. And that, Very ladies nice. and gentlemen, has put us at the end of the first episode. Charlie, we went long, uh, but that's okay. I had a lot that's of fun. Okay. I had a lot of fun. Uh, let's fade this time flies when you're having fun man hell yeah my dude that was that was a good time let me get this outro up and we are gonna go ahead and we're gonna bring this thing out all right put this up here all right ladies and gentlemen thank you so much for hanging out with us tonight um we had a lot of fun doing this this will be put up on youtube tomorrow on the mc games cast 
uh, YouTube channel. It will be put on all of the podcast services. Also, tomorrow, uh, Charlie, thank you so much for being here, and thank you so much for joining me for this wonderful, wonderful rendition of the podcast. Charlie, why don't you tell these people something fun before we go? Because we still got we still got forty seconds. Well, guys, this, this has been a blast. Um, this is something that you know I think Mitch and I have been thinking about, you know, solo uh, and separately for quite a while. And um, I think thanks to Twitch, um, I think uh, forces have collided to hopefully bring you guys something very entertaining and um, very fun. We're going to have a lot of fun with it. We sure are, Charlie. And for Charlie's Arsuela, I am Mitchell Barron. This is the MC Gamescast. We'll see you guys later. Deuces. Deuces.